Welcome back to What Have You. I'm Rachel Jankovic. I'm Becca Merkel. And here we are, just on a hot streak. Hot streak. As hot long streak. as we don't DQ ourselves. It's true. In if we fail in the in the good execution. topical decisions of this episode, <laughs> then you'll never hear it. You'll never know what things were yeah. said that we later regretted. <laughs> we did have a couple of real hot sauce ones a few weeks back that but i think we referred to we we moved on we had two back-to-back weeks where we did badly in the car but now we we've renewed we believe that we can have a conversation (laughs) that stays the course today (laughs) so we're here we're here to try guys wish us luck gonna see so you had becca bring up what you wanted to talk about there was a question about i just feel like i need to say something because i posted about this on facebook but Ben and I were at the prayer breakfast oh, right. last week, and there were a lot of people of that all were the like, times. Please to... tell us on the podcast. So oh, right, I right. need to okay, tell yeah, you the crackle and the snap it and the pop was at the prayer breakfast. So funny, you guys. We were at the prayer breakfast, and of all, well, first we were at, we were in D.C. two back to back weeks for very short trips. So we went from Tuesday to Friday, and then the next Wednesday to Friday. So it was like two back to back trips to DC which means I don't even know what time zone I'm in right now it's very muddled but uh so in the first week Ben ended up getting a random invite ticket to go to the impeachment so he yeah. got to go so not there. every day one gets an evite to no, the impeachment no it's like some vip ticket like who knew you could get a vip ticket who, to who an impeachment who thought ahead to do that yeah, yeah. who yeah. thought ahead it to market our, those in yeah. our state senator's office one of the guys said hey i have a ticket you want it you know ben was like okay so uh, why not he got to ride the little special senator train over there and so go funny. in and have some time watching that so that was on the first trip then we came home for a few days and then we got back on a plane went back to dc and that time (laughs) so tuesday was the epic state of the union with pelosi ripping up the speech (laughs) which we all saw and marveled at and i just you do think well there was the the it it warmed up hot with (laughs) trump not shaking her hand I know. Whether or not, like, I know you can make a case that he didn't see it, but I think it's easier to make a case that that contingency was left with a question mark, <laughs> but that it was actually quite hostile. Yeah. Like, well, there was yeah. a little bit of all of that happening. Yeah. And so that was Tuesday night, right? Then Wednesday is the day that the the acquittal happens. And then Thursday morning is the prayer breakfast, which is Trump's first appearance (laughs) since the acquittal. Okay, so put all those pieces together. Then at the head table is Pelosi and Trump and Pence and, you know, a few other people. And and I was like, here's the thing, though, is that, like, it's kind of cool that now, all right, I've seen from a distance an acting president. But, like... (laughs) <laughs> it could have been George Bush on a random Tuesday doing something at a hospital, you know? Yeah, like, but there you but were no, for this no. moment of he came out rubbing Pelosi's face and, in it. Well, and it was it was so funny because the whole prayer breakfast is trying to 
embrace the spirit of across the political divide we can still love one another one thing we do real well is not have personal yeah, animosities we just don't we don't need to vilify you know there's a lot of that going on well then trump was a little bit late so we were already sort of a ways into the program when trump arrives with great fanfare because they play the loud music and everyone stands and it's like you know this big is it clapping. the music that he allegedly he always needs to no, play no it's not doesn't he play like a proud queen, to be a, an american oh, he, no no he plays a rolling stones song a lot no that's when he leaves when he leaves yeah but the one that no, i this thought wasn't the it. one that happened at the at the march for life march was that proud to be an american <laughs> and you have to laugh because you're like but are you, though, like, are all these billions of people out here marching in our national pride? Or is it our national shame that yeah. we're out here mm-hmm. about? Mm-hmm. I feel like in this instance, it was less our yeah. pride. Might have needed more of a... Maybe a little more sobriety. More tune. But <laughs> the thing is, no, it wasn't that one. It was just a lot of trumpets and things. And then he came out and then... <laughs> trumpets. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but it had that sort of, like fanfare they had it when pence came into mr and mrs pence what do you call them mrs pence anyway they the well both of I'm them pretty came sure out. you call her mrs pence yeah do you or is there a title M- maybe madam vice madam. president she's no. not <laughs> <There was. laughs> i retraced my steps you know there. what though the president. first lady of rwanda spoke to us the night before and i discovered through the way they addressed her that she is your excellency hmm. so that's something. But you don't call the Mrs. Second Lady Your Excellency. <laughs> now you No call American her is an excellency. Second lady of the How United do you address States her? Yeah. is the informal title held by the wife of the vice president. They refer to her as the style second. her style is Mrs. Pence. Okay. All right. So there we go. Yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Pence. We're allowed to they just were call up her there, that. And there was a lot of you know, to do when they came in and we all stood and then, and then Trump comes in and, and we're all standing and then he (laughs) just makes an entrance. He Mm. holds up for us the newspaper that says acquitted and he holds it up above his head and Pelosi sat there at the table and it was a real moment. And so he's sort of triumphing up there. And then after this time, they get Pelosi to get up and pray. <laughs> so she has to come forward to pray, which is not her skill set. And <laughs> she's no doubt and, a woman of great talent, but praying aloud nope, is not the one. Nope. And clearly she was probably really having a big time anyways with this. And then as she gets up, everyone claps as she's introduced to come forward. And Trump does not. He folds his arms he does not clap and then i mean i was dying it was so much extra then then we get a speech from arthur brooks and it was a lot of also like you know don't call your enemy your political opponents evil and stupid they're not evil and stupid just because they disagree with you etc etc love your enemies all sorts of things you're just texting no stop don't tell the listeners i'm listening to you but then uh, he gives this big talk, love your enemies and so forth. He said some good things, you know, love your enemies is in the Bible. He did, however, seem to sort of muddle across the difference between you can love your enemies and fight your enemies, both. Those two things scripturally can both coexist. 
anyhow, there was a lot of like, no, we must all be friends with our enemies. And I don't think that's what yeah, scripture is no, saying. Not required. But he gets up and he does that. Should Everyone... we treat our enemies in such situations as this with <laughs> dignity and respect? Of course. Yes. Well, he sits down. Trump gets up and says, yeah, I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> Trump said that? Or yes. Yes. Oh, so and then good. he goes, and then he kind of laughed. He's like, no, it was, a, it was a good speech. It was a good speech. And he good was talk. Like, but I'm going to do something goes, really weird. Yeah. And then he immediately launches into, there are some evil, <laughs> stupid people, you know. <laughs> and he specifically called out, um, he specifically called out Romney. Not by oh, name, but, but not when, this. Not, he yes, he did because he said he doesn't hold, he doesn't agree with people who think <gasps> oh. that was a direct jab at Romney. Oh yeah. Then he also did it to Pelosi, where he said he doesn't think that people who aren't praying for someone should say they pray for them, and that was Pelosi said that that she prays for the president. So he oh, he both okay. particularly particularly poked old Romney in know. the eyeball and <laughs> Pelosi. Well, I knew he was poking people right and left, but. His whole then, joy in life seems yeah. to be that. Well, then he gets a little further into the thing, and he gets to the bit where he's trying to compliment all of us. <laughs> and he sort of says, and also, I do feel for the man's speechwriters, because if there are speechwriters, he does not abide by no, that. No, and you can't even imagine <laughs> how much they must sweat when, no, he, goes, when he goes off. Off, off book. Part. Yeah. yeah. He was off book, I think, quite a lot of this. And... uh Anyhow, he, he's like, and you're beautiful people, and you, you just, you love people, and he's like, and sometimes you hate people, <laughs> and then he sort of laughed, and he you was like, never said a and, truer word, <laughs> but then he goes, I'm trying, okay, I'm, I'm working on it, he's like, I'm working on it, but it's hard when they impeach you for no reason. <laughs> being as warmly blessed by Donald Trump <laughs> ever. Well, like, and it's it not so him. Funny. I do think that he's may well just be a tool God is using. Oh, yeah. I have no oh, yeah. personal loyalty to Donald Trump. But I think that God, if God is merciful to us on like Roe v. Wade and, and everything else, and he does it through the person we'll of Donald to, Trump. We have to acknowledge that that wasn't our idea. That well, we did not see that coming. But I think it's it's basically so that we know that it was not to Us. our glory. Yeah, was... because all the all the Christians are <laughs> wanting to have nothing to do with them. You know what I mean? Like, well, they're half and half. Christians mean idolatrous about but, them. And you then know, Christians like you know, mean... like those bits in the Old Testament where the. Where God comes in and just handles it, and the the other team starts killing each other out in the confusion. Yeah, it feels that way. It feels it, it feels like God has done something because the night like the of the, the night of the election, I really like just so heavy of spirit. As we were <laughs> driving to go vote. I kept feeling like. But how can this be? Mm-mm. Like how can it be no. this way? No. And then as the evening wore on and the effervescence that started I happening. I didn't vote for Trump. Neither did I. No. And as we started realizing that Hillary was losing, 
things just got giddier and giddier. I know. Like, until it was like, you're joking. So I feel like Trump's real winsome move was to beat Hillary. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, he has our attention. Mm-hmm. We're like, all right, what are you well, going to do next? But I just mean, if he does manage to to move the ball in Which on he Roe v. Wade, is managing to do. Yeah, then I because, just feel like it's so that we cannot take credit for it ourselves. Right, but, well, exactly. <laughs> but so far, like, the Supreme Court appointments are significant, but there's over a hundred, a hundred and something federal mm-hmm. judge like that where he's appointing yep. judges that are federalist judges like actually mm-hmm. planning to not a, improv on it's our funny. constitution it's funny yeah. and when he talked about all the stuff he's been doing for the pro-life cause there's a big standing ovation but pelosi didn't stand up she's up like there. why would i support yeah. that it was just it was a day that was hilarious to all be right, so to be Becca, there becca's so. social life has really gone out so here i lately. had a funny week she soared to the to the yeah, yeah. the halls of power yeah. this week and to you watch discover. everyone in the halls of power having bad attitudes and well, being hilariously human. I think that's the thing is it makes you really realize we are governed by humans. I keep saying the halls of power when clearly I meant the corridors. corridors yeah, the corridors. I, I, it's funny because something just seemed wrong with that, but uh-huh. my thesaurus of my brain was not <laughs> yeah. was not helping me. But anyway, yet. it turns out they're people and they're behaving like the people. Be- acting like you know. petty little people with little axes to grind. Yeah, because people do that because yeah. they're people. Like, isn't it funny to think that even though in that room there's for sure people who have been involved in really heinous oh yeah, crimes, you know, like you assume. I mean, I'm just oh, saying. Yeah. There's a good chance that real deal bad dog stuff has been going on <laughs> with those people. And yet here they are just being epically human with yeah. their epically oh, awkward yeah. social moments oh, and yeah. not knowing how and, to be cool. And I think we could all look at Pelosi's move of tearing up the speech and we could all just take note that sometimes when you feel the righteous anger, it doesn't... Yeah. It's you're not winning friends and influencing you're not people. You're actually getting the thing done. <laughs> well, it just looks petulant and and petty and and small. That's true. And you feel though like some kind of here I am on my yes. righteous horse to wield the judgments, but you just look mm, but... you just look small and shouldn't small have, and shouldn't have pouty. Done it. Yeah. It's a thing. Don't let your children grow up to be that. Or cowboys. No. Or them. Yeah. Exactly. So, okay. That's my that's my report from D.C. How things are going in our nation's <laughs> capital. And I was oh, real well. happy to get out of there. But I was really happy I was there for that yeah. one really funny high note. And then we left. And it was good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, it was funny times. All right, so that's what I've been up to. Have you yeah. been up? What have you been up to over um, the week? I made a really offensive potato video. <laughs> and it uh, wasn't meant. Okay, I feel like this is an interesting thing. It wasn't meant to be offensive. Uh, I was aware. You're aware that some things will be offensive, but the goal is not to offend people. Like, that is sure. not the... Yeah. It's not like the measure of success is, did people get mad at me or not? No. Turns out, if that's all I was trying to do, my job would be much easier than it is. It, I have something to say about this, because it's actually... I, sorry, guys. I have to turn on the engine for a second, just so I can charge my phone. I'm a little worried that my phone's going to power it power out. out. Um... 
this is something Ben was mentioning, and I think it was very on point. Uh-huh. Which is that, um, I don't think it's plugged. Huh. Sorry, everyone. Technical moment here. Um, it's not doing it. Go ahead. Keep talking. Uh, that we live in a time when um, rational discourse that's based on logic and reason has been replaced by emotion. Right. Which means that basically um, if the other side is offended, then that's taken as if you did something wrong. You know what I mean? Like, rather than... So, basically, if they can scream and get upset and say, I'm offended, then that somehow is supposed to come over and disprove your point. Yes. You know what I mean? Well, and that's why there's so much of it. And so, so basically, it is... If the other side screams loud enough, that shows that you did a bad thing. Right. And conversely, it doesn't show that you did a good thing either. Like, if you have embraced the fact... No, but that's how it works. So, basically, if they can say, I am offended, I feel hurt by this. It's supposed to mean you were wrong. I feel judged. I feel... Whatever they feel, they can manufacture a whole host of feels, and that's supposed to disprove your point. Right. Or disqualify your point, because it's... It has moved from whose argument is valid to who can uh, scream the loudest and the longest. Right. And we were talking about this in in a different context, but I do think that the same thing is very true with some of this. You know, like people get... So so what happens is that sometimes with something like this particular video that ends up going a long way, like a lot of people end up sharing it and then it gets, it goes, the first wave is like the predictable audience. Then it gets Mm -hmm. into the next level where I have real just God-hating people messaging you insults for whatever reason. (laughs) Right. And those are easy to discard. Yeah. But there is also paired closely with that is the hurt Christians. The Christians who can't believe you did a thing. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's not actually an answer. That no. is a no, appeal and, to emotion. And it's, but it's also just an insult because most of the time it's like you're so you're so uh, caught up in your own delusions that you think you're the old. You know, like there's a lot of you hurt my feelings because you're an arrogant, awful yeah person or whatever. <laughs> so there's, you know, you have to be prepared that if oh, something yeah. goes publicly like that, it's, people that's what it did. It was say. publicly yeah. visible and people mm-hmm. could mind it. And mm-hmm. that's no shock really. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that happened. But the thing that was tickling me about it is that the point of the video that I tried to make clear in the video that I actually, in fact, thought was clear in the video is that the people I was talking to was not the feminists and it was not the people I was aiming the video at is those people who are concerned about the encroaching feminism do not agree with it would identify as being complementarian I didn't even say patriarchal which I would say we, that's what we believe. We're not like, whatever. Complimentary. Oh, yeah. I would just hate that. There's a lot of people on that side of the fence. I wouldn't that's want to true. have anything to that's do with. That's true. But I technically. I don't like labels, honestly, because I don't like complimentary either. Becca, that is one of the biggest falsehoods I have ever <laughs> heard in my life. <laughs> Becca, you do too. 
Did we not just right. post our right. big picture of your semi-sweet chocolate artisanal <laughs> labels? <laughs> she likes to label the pantry goods. I do. Not I do. the theological no, positions. I don't. But like I actually, the-, the reason I said that is, I. it's not that I like the label of patriarchal. I actually dislike the label of complementarian. So I agree. what ends up happening is you're always trying to juggle yeah. between those. But the point of the video was specifically those people who profess that they believe this, who think yeah. that they're fighting the yes. encroaching feminism, and yet look down on the domestic arts, like, yeah. and yet think that yeah. this is subpar work for women. And and that was the point. So my point was actually not trying to prove that sure. Beth Moore, Amy Bird are feminists. It was about the people who are bemoaning the influence of of Beth Moore and Amy Bird and are not actually then living out their own belief system. Right. That was it. But it got really hog wild. And then, but I felt like, okay, so when I've reached the point, I don't do Twitter. I have a Twitter account, but I don't go upon the Twitter. I don't like the Twitter. Well, I got, I had, was sent, I was sent, I was sent a screenshot of myself Looking real villainous there with my potato peeler standing at the sink. Yeah. With a bunch of overlaid text. Oh, good. And it was labeling me as a slander. Just a slander. You're a slander? I think I am Like an anthropomorphized slander? It just says slander. (laughs) Let's see. Slander is what it says. Uh, And then, and weirdly... That she puts, what is the argument that will silence this encroaching feminism? Dot dot dot, with Amy Bird, which was not what I said. That it was with Amy Bird. What she just I mentioned Amy Bird in the video, but the quote it's not that I said encroaching feminism with Amy Bird, slander. But when I click on it, because someone sent me this link. Okay. Yeah. When I click upon it, you know what I get? Mm-mm. Nothing. You are blocked from following this account (laughs) (laughs) and viewing their tweets. You may not view the tweets that feature you as a slanderer. (laughs) I felt like, well, and in summary, we have our answer about whether I need to engage with that or not. I thought yeah. I felt like that was kind of poignant, really. I think it's pretty. But good. then the thing that I was loving, I was sent some screenshots of this on Twitter. All is this large-scale gathering of feminists, all hustling to boast about their domestic skills. Oh my word! And they don't get the they don't get the point. They don't get the point of the video. No. But second after this, they get things like this. I genuinely enjoy a lot of quote marks housework and quote marks women's crafts I just do it all with my walls covered in feminist art because the patriarchy isn't taking my voice or my love of quilting (laughs) (laughs) because the the patriarchy is is notoriously trying to prevent women from quilting It's been one of their big the patriarchy's the patriarchy's big push in this generation has been to be cutting off the quilting. And then so 
said something like, well, I just made a bunch of, I'm probably mashing up a couple of them. I just made a bunch of freezer crock pot meals. <laughs> Checkmate, Jacobic. <laughs> Take that. Take you that. I just feel like, man, I never thought coming that feminists would be tweeting their domestic work at me. But I'll tell you that I feel fine about it. <laughs> I feel like, well, you you showed me. I have a question, Rach. Oh, 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 wait. Oh, yeah. But Beth Moore's daughter yeah, was I led saw, to yeah. tweet that her mother peels potatoes, which I also felt like I never meant to insinuate that Beth Moore didn't know how to peel a potato. <laughs> But we're oh. glad to know it and have it for That's sure. Good. For sure, it has now been you know. Good, yeah. She peels potatoes. Yeah, send verified. me your recipe, Beth Moore. Well, we've send it up verified. if you have a good one. I'll take it. No, but I have a question for you because yeah, I oh, I Sorry. get pitched this upon social media. You know how they give you ads they think you'll want and love. Mm, yeah. Do you get advertisements for progressive dish towels? Are they like? ones with rude remarks no they're actually really quite i mean they're all terrible and liberal but there's something going for them in terms of their like and it made me think like come on we could do this we could do better than it's like all these old feminist posters that are sort of like um oh noticeably they don't have the temperance ones they're just interesting they're not into those but it's like women's suffrage posters on dish towels and made into pencil bags and because they're kind of like these vintage posters there's something kind of neat about them and uh but they're terrible it's all like and, but they're called something like progressive Have dish towels seen? or something oh man but you can take a quiz on their website to find out how progressive you are like it's very pro lgbt everything huh. But it was like trying it, to but merge. But it's like a crockpot cozy. Trying to merge <laughs> the domestic with the with the uh, feminist liberalisms. It's really that is interesting. It is funny. But, well, no, I haven't seen those. Oh. I got pitched that one that I ne- nearly took my breath away that one time, and I've never recovered. The uh, it it was the. I just don't know how it came to be the one man spa. <laughs> it's like oh, a, yeah. a steam cupboard for yourself. <laughs> and it's like a it, it's like a little tarp. <laughs> a zip up a cozy. zip up tarp that you can't absorb the shock it gave me when I first saw it. Because it's like a zip up thing. Like, okay, so someone's modeling it? So someone's like sitting in a chair and they have this tent over them, except for just their face is coming out the top. So it's like a, an interesting, weird tarp over a chair with someone's head sticking out the top and it must produce steam somewhere. But it was on one of those ones where what it suggests scrolls. You know what I mean? Like left where to right. Left to right. Yeah. So two things were actually pictured two at visuals. one time. Yeah. And the one right next to it was a toilet. And they were at exactly the same angle. So the only thing that you could infer was that inside the zip-up tart is a, per- a tarp. Is a person sitting on a toilet. And the tarp itself was inexplicable to me. Like I had no idea that steam was... 
And it just really took my breath away, and I wasn't sure I could recover ever. But that one, I think because of how much it got my attention the first time, they really worked to sell that to me for <laughs> for a long time. They were really... Really there. Okay, so, so I have uh, a question that somebody yeah, yeah, sent Duke. that um, I don't have it to read right now, but there was a. I thought it was a really actually important for us to yeah, yeah. chat about. Which is, she's back out. No, nope, just she ignore is. me. I'm um, just tuned in I to the important. Yeah, look out the window for a second, <laughs> Beck. I'm listening. I'm involved. Uh, it was, it was, this was from a man who uh, listens to us because. You know, he just wants to know what his wife is listening to. Great. Hello to all you men um, who are vetting your wife's influences. It's probably really important to do. I I don't mind you. I actually because we, we are renegade sometimes. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, he he said, you know what he was curious about is where are Ben and Luke in all of this? Like, if he hears us talking about something, where are Ben and Luke? Like, is this is this what they think? You know, right. and so I just thought, you know what? Actually, we don't. It's a good question. We don't talk about Ben and Luke. No, but directly, it's, it's we're always sort of referring we, to them. And it's also because we uh, have made assumptions. Yeah. That from the beginning of both of our when we would blog or write or speak, we're making assumptions um, that we kind of think our audience knows about us. But yeah. then we have a lot of different audience now that doesn't necessarily know. Right. Those so I thought, about you us. know what? Actually, we should say, where are Ben and Why Luke? don't we introduce our husbands? Our husbands. To, and, and guess what? And they're not like, in the back seat right now. So no, they're, no. there is. They're not uh, a surprise guest. They, we haven't been talking this long. But I thought their that, presence. like, w- the thing that struck me that I thought, you know what? I kind of think this goes without saying, but. It, but it probably doesn't. Nothing, shouldn't. Becca, nothing goes without saying no, anymore. You're right. And and I think it's probably really important to specifically say it. And that is that my relationship with Rachel, Rachel's relationship with me, is very much a distant second to our relationships with our husband, which is Rachel and I don't get together and brainstorm Christian living no, applications it, no, together. But- that no. that well, our husbands are no. not are you, you know what I mean? Like now we do, we would. About I was gonna say we totally to come up we totally like, did not run the Mopnado con- no, conversation no. past our husbands. That's when we get down into the real. Yeah, weeds. but if if we're talking about something that's how we like deal with our rearing. children or yeah. how we whatever, that is a thousand percent something that you have already come to a position right. with your husband on and I have already come to yeah. a position with my husband so for on. Instance, and we might not have exactly the same position on that and we're okay with that. Oh yeah. But like like let's say that I was trying to work through something with one of my kids. Like you know you you know whatever you see something in one of your children and you're like okay I've got to really think how how should we address this whatever. I would never call Rachel first. Oh, would, gracious, no. No, it would definitely be, I'm going to talk to Ben. No, and any amount of, like, parenting discussion about the theory between couples, because I would include Nate and Heather. Oh, yes, yeah, totally. Uh, is the fact, it is all way distant second to having as spouses. Yeah, or or like I would never call mom and say no. we're having this parenting thing. What do you think? No, without, great with, googly moogly no. Without 
first, like I could totally see it where if I said, what do you think? Should I, should we get mom and dad's take on this? Ben might be like, yeah, let's do that. And then we would talk get a take or like we, we talk talk about parenting stuff. stuff, We talk about parenting stuff. You and I all the time, but, um, we actually keep a pretty careful fence up around, um, like for instance, I would have a hard time really sorting through the rules but one thing that would never happen would be being like Becca I'm having the worst time with this kid like no, that no, would not wouldn't. ever there's never been something like that no but that you might is say, a conversation that would only be had with Luke yep. I could say one of the things we are working through right now as we yep. are trying to do this yep. so Luke and I would be a united front in our dealings with you and Ben or Nate and Heather or mom and dad. So there is no Rachel's going to go see how many of the family team up with her in this plan of attack with child. No. Who's so, you know, Also, we would, and I think this is, this is just actually a really important principle for everyone all the time, but it's one thing to tell funny stories on your kid when they're little, you know, like Mm -hmm. Moses, you might tell me a hilarious discipline thing that he well, had. He's, he you know, can be pretty he's magnificent four. right he's now. He's four. Yeah. And so you can say, ha ha, he but did this But that phase today. is out. But that phase runs out at the moment when it's like, you know what? That's just, they would feel embarrassed to know mm-hmm. that. And so then. Well, Blair went through a really magnificent phase where I posted a lot of her hilarious comments on mm-hmm. Facebook. Mm-hmm. And sometimes. Uh, people are like, where'd that go? And I'm like, yeah, she got old enough where to, to do to that. Do that would be unkind. She is no less funny. But everything that I shared of her was shared when in the she thinks it's funny still yeah. that I shared it. Yeah. If I was sharing some of the epic things she says now, it would be very different. Right. And, 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 there's and no... like you might tell me a funny ha-ha something bad that Moses did. I would never tell you a... Uh, something bad that one of my teens did. No, you know, like, no. You just wouldn't. Well, and it's I'll just... be clear that I, I have teens too, and I wouldn't tell you any no, of that either. No, yeah. it's it, like there's, and also my teens aren't doing I a bunch say, of bad stuff. I should I be clear. I would just say that we would talk, uh, when it's older kids, we would talk we, still very freely about principles and about yep. things, but not at all in a way that our teenagers would be embarrassed to hear us talking about them nope. that way or nope. that they would feel self-conscious or like, oh, great. So now my would... aunt and uncle know that I was having a bad attitude yeah. about right. my outfit. Right. I mean, like, that's just not no, the kind we just of thing we do. That. But in the same way, uh, we don't talk to one another about our marriages in ways that would be like, um, like, <laughs> I said this to you earlier. Well, I said this to you earlier. If there is anything between you and Luke that has ever been a point of tension. I have no idea what it is. <laughs> no, and I can say the same back. And yeah. I also think it's fair to just say, and this mm, this is complicated. I feel like we have to put little dot, dot, dot bubbles going up here. There are marriage problems that if either of us were having, we would know about it. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. <clears throat> what in God's great mercy and kindness to us, we have not had anything like right. that. So meaning so, meaning this is not to say 
if you're in the middle of a gnarly marriage problem, no one should know. This nope. is this is actually about the boundaries of married couples functioning as one rather than as like the wife contingent. Two rivals. Yeah. Clearly, you guys all listen to us. You know Becca and I are very close in some ways. Oh, yeah. In other ways, we're probably much more distant from each other than many Christian friend women are. Probably. And that's something that we think ought not important. to be so. <laughs> like, that's the, like, if yeah. your friends know that you've been struggling with disrespecting your husband because you think that he's doing Doesn't something appreciate meaner. You well then what that is is a hot mess. And <laughs> and so the the point here is not like do you need to get counsel? That's not what I'm talking about. We're just talking about the boundaries of functioning as a unified couple. Right. right. Where it's not, I'm not free to do that kind of thing. No, I wouldn't. And I think because and of I that. And I don't need to because. Because you're on the same team. Yes. But, but I think that's the other piece here is that like, so if I go and talk to Rachel and say, well, this is what our principle is um, in dealing with kid stuff on this front. You know, like, well, let's say we do that. Yeah. What I'm talking to Rachel about, and this is true on the podcast, is is going to be me representing Ben's position. Yes. Not me out in the hinterlands coming up with what I think. You have on not my, written your own. own position paper that no. Ben has not heard tell nope. of yet. No. Nope. And so, yeah. so basically, my my discussions on all of these the all these topics that we chat about. Okay, not all uh-huh. of them. Uh, you know. If I was going to get into a big, complicated question about how to organize the junk drawer, that's going to be Rachel, probably not Ben. But on anything of importance, any principial things, um, I have had those discussions with Ben first, and I'm I know I where gonna, I, wanna, I know I where we thing. stand. If you told me if we were having a discussion and you said, "Well, this is how we see it," and you tell me your position on something or what Ben said about something. If it was like, well, and Ben says this and this is what he believes is happening. If I disagreed with what Ben said as represented by you, it's not you. I'm going to talk to about it. No, like I'm, I'm not going to be like, well, tell Ben, Ben well, tell Ben that I said, if, if I was to have a concern and when I mean a concern, I mean like a differing opinion, you know, if there's just something that you're like, well, I don't know that that's really the case or whatever. I, I know we could have that discussion where you were saying things like, I don't know, another way to look at it would be, you know, like we would have a full, we, there are lots of ways to talk about things that's not differing with each other, Mm -hmm. but I would talk to Luke about it. It would be. Us discussing what we believe, if there ever was an actual conflict of any kind, our husbands would be dealing with it, not yeah, us. And we I don't would even not know be, what that would be. But no, still. I don't either. But my but my point yeah. is, it's not it's not all free agents. No. We are both married women whose first loyalties are with our husbands. For sure. And so the thing is, is like, let's just say that there was some kind of a disagreement that, that we felt like, ooh, that needs to be hammered out. Yeah, it would be Ben would call Luke would or not Luke be would us. call Ben and they would talk. Um, but that's not really... Uh, that's, that's like not that's, a part of our lives. It's, it's not a part of our that's lives. Something, but, but that's how the chain of command... We're like, how does it work if it was Yeah, and that's happen. how the chain of command would yeah. go. And so, for instance, if, 
let's say I was going to sail off and make a remark on Facebook that I knew to be, I'm going to lob a cannonball right now into the pool. Just, I'm about to do right. that. I'm going to say something <clears throat> controversial. You were thinking about like peeling a potato yeah, on something the like internet. That. I'm going to, I am going to call Ben at work and I'm going to say, Hey, I was thinking about saying this. What do you think? Yeah. And, and he's going to be like, yeah, do it. Go for it. Or often he'll be like, mm, I'd hang on to that for now. Or, or you know say, what? Here, make sure you add this qualification or whatever. It Not if I'm just going to say something like, you know, well, innocuous. But if I know that this is this is going to be a thing, like I'm about to say a thing, which well, happens. Because, because there are times when you know that you are speaking on in a way yeah. that rep- that is... Yeah. That entails your husband also. And I run that up the chain of command before yes, I do as it. as do I. So, for instance, in that potato peeling video, which we have here on hand for a commentary right now, because it just Rachel, happened. Rachel, I peel potatoes. Man. Actually, feminists, it turns actually, out, guys, to my, great, to my great disappointment, feminists everywhere know how to peel potatoes. <laughs> Um, but anyway, well, what were you going to say about that aside, side? Aside from that, Sorry. I also like how that video accidentally portrays me as having a real potato-centric life, which I actually <laughs> don't at all. So so there's that. Just yeah. putting that out there. Um, what I was going to say about that is, like, that one we knew would be significant, right? We knew that that would be one sure. where yeah. I will get a lot of blowback whatever yeah. no yeah. way would I post that or let Cannon post that without Luke seeing it first yeah. and without his input on oh, if yeah. something was <clears throat> I think I talked with him about what because I think in the initial one we didn't like the tone of the first text on this you know I mean like because yeah. because I don't make them I'm not yeah, so sure. other people are making feedback. it so before I say yes that's great I mean let's share it with the world yep. I'm like Luke, how do you feel about this? Yeah. And and on Instagram, same with that. On any time that I have been in any kind of a... I'm not trying to give you the impression that my husband actually has the time to look at every comment I leave on social media or anything <laughs> that I say. Because he doesn't. And to a great extent, I'm acting as a delegate. Where, yeah. Because I know what he believes you know what about he this. Yeah. And, <clears throat> but he is, has absolutely has veto power. If he, totally. he a hundred percent could say, I don't want you to do that right now. Yeah. Um, last yeah. year, whenever it was, it would have been last year that I went to the homeschool at two homeschooling conferences because Luke said, I think you should, that's strategic go whatever for whatever reason and then this year I'm not doing any because he was like I don't think you need to do that like I mean so (laughs) my speaking engagements because Ben said yeah I think you should do those right and my speaking engagements and my priorities are things that I that are my priorities and things I've agreed to do because my husband wants me to do that and so um, Nothing about this is Rachel's off building her brand while poor Luke. No, and poor I, Luke, he's back in the hinterland somewhere. I've said hinterlands now twice have, in the you're same just on episode. A theme. It's sort of a hinterland theme. Yeah, he has. Uh, Luke has a lot to do in his own life. He is busy. He is. He works for an economic modeling software company when he is 
slammed with that, but he also serves as the chairman of the NSA board and he's on our board of elders. So what our mission as a family is, is like he is the one who says it's his decision that we will be hospitable with our home that he wants me doing that he wants he built the house that can accommodate this this is his like when we had a bunch of little kids at home he would come home and I remember him being very clear with me like your job like this is what I want from you your job I don't care as he is a kind and a godly man I can remember more than one time being like, if I come home and the house is a total train wreck, but my children have been disciplined and loved, you are doing everything that I want you doing. <laughs> like, like yeah. he would knock out for me. Your priority is being yeah. on, like, this is what I want happening here. And I don't mean by that, that he's Mr. Micromanager. No. Somebody made that. No. Where did I see that? I thought it was like one of the funniest things I ever saw. That was the the sheer concept of a man micromanaging his wife. How funny it is. Like, it was a total... I feel like it was a secular article about how kind of... It was someone having that disillusionment with um, whatever. It was just really entertaining talking about, can you imagine no person, no man micromanages to the level that a boss does when oh, you're like sure. if you're at the grocery store and they're texting you constantly about your choices in leafy greens and how yeah. you're oh, yeah. whatever uh, that was like an Atlantic article sidetrack that was irrelevant but don't pay attention to that my point is that he he gives me structure and direction to what he wants me working on but he delegates it to me like I want you to go do that and right. and and the thing is is I feel like both of us talk a lot so if we were at a family gathering it's quite likely that you and I would talk more than the guys would however if one of them was like but here's the thing <laughs> we would shut up and listen and be like oh yeah that is one <laughs> one thing Luke is like a foot taller than me I say like because I believe it is 11 inches so he's close to yep. a foot taller than me. Yep. And he himself is talkative. So yep. it, he, I am not, uh, <clears throat> in fact, back in the olden days, when Luke first came to town, and it was not love at first sight, but it was for sure the sense of the inevitable at first sight. <laughs> <laughs> it was not like, oh, I'm so in love. It was more like, Oh, oh dear, oh dear! And there, there's a lot of funniness in that story. But one of the things is that I am a, to- I am a talkative person. I am a loud person when I feel strongly about something, whether or not it's important. Like this is, right? That's a whole story that nobody cares about. But I could, but I because of that, I would in my own areas, in my own turf places could control the situation of what was happening which means that if I didn't like the direction that the conversation was taking I could make everyone shut up and not go there bossy bossy would be rude the worst all you people who are into the Enneagram are taking notes right now I knew it I knew she was like this um but it was I hope not I mean I I have always had friends who have been able to put up with me and my bad techniques so just 
But I remember a situation. Luke was there. And he started it. So I, we, I would not have... I would not have allowed someone to, like, tell a off-color anecdote in... Sure. Like, I was just like, no, I have my standards. If this is yeah. in my house, that's not happening. You know, sure. like, whatever. Yeah. Luke starts telling a story, which focused on the surprise creational design of asparagus pee that was the fact that some people can smell that and some people cannot. It was a story that played into that. I tell you what that was just so you don't think that Luke was actually telling deeply into dirty jokes jokes. or something. But he starts talking about this bulletin about asparagus pee. (coughs) And I was like, no, we do not want to talk about that. No. And he was like, yes, you're going to hear this. And I was like, no, 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 we're not talking about this right now. And he was like, be quiet. You're going to hear this story. And I was like, what? Like, and, and as the situation developed, he won hands down. I had nowhere to go with it. Like I could not, I, while racking my brain for ideas of how to make him shut up, Mm-hmm. It was not coming to me. It was yeah. like, there's nothing. What was evident was all the friends in the room with great big guys looking, looking at me <laughs> like, oh, 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 something happened to you. Look because who got bossed. Look who got bossed and shut up and look who can't win this one. And the thing is, when I say it was a sense of the inevitable, that was a big part of it. And I've yeah. said many times that one of the kindest gifts that my, like one of the great gifts of God to me is a husband who is not intimidated by me or yeah. afraid of me in any way right. and who just would not take that kind of guff from me. Well, and I remember that so back but when... But is kind. Before, I'm putting that in there. He yeah, is a very kind yeah, man. Yeah, but b- before we were married, there was a contingent of thought, a small but vocal contingent, that was saying that Ben was not in my league. And it was because... <laughs> Uh, he had come out of like public high school, went to U of I. Mm, yeah. I went through the classical high school and yeah, St. Yeah. Andrews. Yeah. I had read the great books. I had studied Latin. Mm-hmm. Ben had not. And I remember. How dare he? At, how, how dare Ben? Yeah. And, well, and there were people who were uh, mightily huffy about that. Sort of like. This is an abomination what's happening. This ridiculous public schooled man. And the funny thing is, um, they weren't from here. They were not no. they were they were not the they were not coming from our friends. They were well, acquaintances, but they weren't coming through the same yeah. strain I was. It was more from an outside perspective of like, well that's right, yeah. that's like whoa. That's but as time about. has gone on to show us But I remember dad saying at the wedding in the homily. Or when the charge, it was probably the charge. I remember he turned to Ben and said, you know, some people think that it's basically like Becca's going to outrun you. Kind of like she's got more whatever and or more, you know, I, I can't remember exactly how I phrased it. And he said, but both you and I know that if I thought that was true, you wouldn't be here right now. And it's so funny. We to would me, never marry our daughter, daughter off at, like, to someone that we thought couldn't no, keep and it's up like, with her. Now, when I look at like the guy who went to Oxford for his PhD and you know was published by Oxford published University by Oxford. Press, 
You know, the the yeah. idea that I might be, you know, a little too high-powered for too him. You might be a little too academic back Yeah, then. like, it's just not something that I need to, to worry that he's going to be in my shadow. <laughs> and so, and I think that's what you're saying, is that, like, I feel like metaphorically, both of us can wear high heels because our husbands are that much taller. Because... Well, I feel, yeah, the metaphor we falls can down talk when I miss sensible shoes. And no, you're but the one I'm, who wears this is a else. metaphor. Yeah, I get it. Is that like we can actually talk a lot and say what we think and blah 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 because actually our husbands are totally, you know, they're the ones that are actually setting, totally and the reason the course and the reason we this. do what have you is because our husbands want us to do this. Yeah, it's and, actually not even like our side and. To be real, I there have been several times where I have been like, hey, Ben, listen to this passage here where Rachel and I got ourselves into that little was, swizzle. Was we bad? And I'm like, do you think we should publish that? You know, like, that is very mm-hmm. much the kind of relationship that we have. And so I think that um, barring any any accident, you know, I think we can all assume that what you and I say in this podcast... Mm-hmm. Is we are speaking for Ben and Luke. If it's on any kind of, um, if it's and any kind of I think other than we thing. can just apply the Old Testament that uh, then, if not the day our husbands hear of it, <laughs> <laughs> they'll they'll put us right, and we'll and we'll have to issue a, an a retraction. If you ever see out, that's you, not our position. If you ever see an episode that was up for four days and then got, gets pulled? <laughs> If that happened, we'd have to give you an explanation of it. Everyone, if you didn't hear it, good. If you did hear it, Luke and Ben canceled it. So, yeah. uh, So, for instance, I do want to say this though because I feel weird about this because there are words that have real meaning, but are nonetheless so confusingly defined that it's really hard to function with them. One of those I would say is ministry. So when someone asks me, what is your your ministry? ministry? I'm like, I don't don't have one. one. (laughs) (laughs) I don't run a ministry. If they said, what's your mission? uh, That's quite different. That's different. When they say, what is your ministry? I'm like, me. I am not a minister. I do not minister of any. And I said at G3, somebody that I ran into in the speaker lounge was like, so what's your ministry? And I was like, mm, I don't have one. I'm like, <laughs> I'm a wife and a mother and I write. And they were like, so that's your ministry. And I was like, no, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm a wife and a mother, you know, like that, yeah. that I would view as my ministry, like that I've been appointed by God to. Yeah minister to my own family and but when I say minister I don't mean it like an Episcopalian priest ministress uh, yeah and so I'm like eh, I don't want to say that I have a ministry mm-hmm. then I was like I'm involved in a ministry of our church which is the Bible reading challenge and and I'm like yeah. but I would not say that that's my ministry and no. then and then the other the other yeah but I feel like yeah I'm definitely being a little bit pedantic because what they mean to say is what do you do like why are yeah, you here at the right. conference what I'm doing nothing I'm not related here at the to this conference. I'm not here <laughs> why would I be speaking like yeah. so because yeah. 
And, but it's one of those things because a lot of times women will say to me, but you preach on Instagram. I'm like, no, I don't. Yeah, that's no, not preaching. That's not preaching. Speaking and preaching. I want to throw a little. the same. I want to throw a little word in here, though, is that that is the fault of all the people who sit on a bar stool and tell anecdotes and call it a sermon. <laughs> no, that's so true. I was like, that's the problem you're having is that maybe you've never been you preached Right, like right. And a man who stands in a, a man who is in a pulpit preaching the word of God to the people authoritatively, of God authoritatively in, is in the assembled worship of his saints. That that's is a preaching. Sermon. That's preaching, and, and I don't do that. And there's no time I'm gonna. And that's talking not, at the grocery store about how you ought to confess your sins to the person who asks—that's not a that's sermon. That's not preaching. And even though people like to do little praise hands and say preach about yeah. stuff, that's a colloquialism. Yeah. And so then you're like. Yeah. So it's Rachel and I are not preaching right now. And we have no ministry. Although no, we no. are have a mission. We, we have a goal. that there is a mission that yeah. we need to be a part of. But in both cases, and both but of our cases. we're careful about our role in such a mission. Yeah. And, and, and it is one of deference to our husbands. Yes. And that the mission that we are doing our own feminine part in is the mission that our husbands are engaged in. Yep. It's not separate. And no. it is downstream from what our husbands value and yep. care about. And and so, like, I've used this example before. Well, I don't know if I have on here. But if you have an army and they're fighting, that's a man's job. You mm-hmm. know, like, that's the yep. men's job. And they're going forward and doing that in all the different places that our husbands are working. They're yep. working in, in all the fields as... Only men may. They're right. serving as elders. They're serving, like they're they're working the men's roles of yep. kingdom building, and we are doing the job. Not just us. All the women folk is essentially camp followers. Mm-hmm. Like we love the work that they're doing, yep. and we're coming along supporting that and doing yeah. what we do. Doing but what we're, we but can. we're doing what women are allowed to do. Like I, you know, like this and is what women are equipped to do, and not just. And are supposed to do like what yeah. that we're being like embracing what our husbands are doing, um, and I think that the thing that I want to just mention this when we talk about the platforms or your ministry or whatever. For a long time, I was super hesitant on, so I really downplayed the social media side with loving the little years and fit to burst. I was not. I just did not. I really was not into social media in that way. Mm-hmm. With YooHoo, Luke made a principled decision about this. When when YooHoo came out, and it was like, let's talk about the. That was when the Department of Hell No was born, or yeah, whatever. Luke said, "I don't. It seems like you have an open shot at an idol. I want you to take it. Like yeah. take it. Go after it." go for this. So I'm like, all right, great. I will try to do that. And I've done that under his, his authority over me. Like, like if he thought that I was getting out of hand on that, he, (laughs) I would not be doing what I'm doing. But at the same time, the reason that I'm okay trying to build what, when I don't like it, when people say, how's your platform coming along? I'm like, my platform. Like that's, that's not, not what, what I'm doing. Yeah. But although I understand that that is a technical term and I yeah. do have a platform. So there's, you know, sure. yeah. it's mixed messages. But the whole reason that Luke and I are comfortable with this, with what I'm doing on Instagram, is 
or Facebook or wherever I'm doing it. <laughs> whatever it may be that happens, the potato video, whatever sure. that is. Yeah. The reason we're comfortable with it is that the entire goal with my public, it's not, you said, I'm not trying to build my brand. I'm absolutely not trying to build my brand. Right. And if you knew how many times we actively make a decision against branding, <laughs> you would believe me about that. Yeah. Like if you knew how, like going back totally. years when I was like, heck no, we won't do a professional photo shoot. There's a reason, guys, and I know you can't escape having a brand, but there is a reason that a lot of my videos are not at all flattering of me and that my hair is not great and that things are going wrong in these videos. And that's because we're not trying to do something. Sure. We're not trying to do an right. alternate thing. All of this is a too long of an explanation to say that we view my social media work and what I'm doing there is not to like sell my books or to get people to subscribe to my stuff or to have people to get more clicks, to get yeah. more clicks or to do whatever. It's for none of that. We view my work on social media as a freeway on ramp to getting women into the word of God with the Bible reading challenge. So we talk about some other things and then, but even that that's not you just off doing your own little hobby off in the bushes while Luke is over here doing his work. No, not this at all. This is very much, you know. It's very much the vision of people yeah. who love God and who want to use whatever tools we see that we have yeah. to work towards building the kingdom. So I have a tip that yeah. I think is pertinent to this discussion. All right. Um, and this, I actually was just given this advice by a wife of a college president. And I thought it was just lovely. And so I am passing it on to you, not as my own original idea, okay. nor one that I have had enough time to become, to have it become a habit, but I really liked it a lot. And she said she learned to ask her husband every morning, what can I do for you that would be helpful today? Just before mm -hmm. he leaves. And she, she portrayed it as, so then when he tells you, you don't get your backup because it's like you asked, you know, but yeah. I just thought what a beautiful way to orient yourself in the morning of what, what would you like right. me to do that would be helpful today? Is there anything I can do to help you today? Is there anything, you know, like, yeah, just you give me feedback, whatever. And, and I just thought that's actually, because if there's something in you that bristles at that, uh -huh. that is a really good indicator that there's say, something, that there's something my, wrong. I think more often my problem would be that I, I know full well what it is that I need to do. The idea of thinking that there's a clear slate and a day open is the part that I'd be. But the thing is, it's like just the... Maybe I, I should open the up the idea day by saying, that's look, like, could I help you by getting to the grocery store today? No, but I think that the thing is, it's yeah. like, we think we know. And we think that like, well, uh, duh, I already yeah, know yeah. what I can do. I already know how to help him. But the thing is, just asking is, is, good. is yeah. a really... That's a really good exercise. And the thing is, is I don't think that there's something that like, um, oh, now's his big chance. He couldn't say it before, but no, it might I be interesting. It. it might actually also, reveal some things in either in you that, uh -huh. that you, you bridle at that. Yeah. You, don't, you don't want to ask, how could I help today? Um, and I just thought that's a really, that's actually a really fun and I think a lovely and way. And I just want to throw this out there. When we talk about being under the authority of your husband, let's just say that my husband was like, I don't like this post that you were thinking about posting and I think you shouldn't do it. Yeah. Which I can't remember that happening, but it's, but I definitely remember him saying things like, 
I don't think this is a use. Like, I don't like this. Mm -hmm. Kind of like this is not the right direction or, you know, you should change this or whatever. Yeah. And that if you bristle, like, how dare you tell me that. Right. That you, what you actually have heard is what Jesus wants you to do. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. you know that Jesus wants you (laughs) to honor your husband. Yeah. And so even if what your husband is saying does not make sense to you. Right. You have a word from the Lord. (laughs) And that that is, is, of course it's important to not make it be like, my husband is the Lord. No, of course not. But, But your husband is doing his job rightly. When he shepherds you. Like that that is a thing he should be doing. And to not receive it uh, graciously is not what you should be doing. Right. So. Exactly. All that is to say we never got to the other question I said we would get to. No, we'll do it next time. Everyone. Have a hot and tots day. And guys, (laughs) feminist or not, peel a potato because it's open to you. You have the chance. (laughs) (laughs) All right. right, Bye-bye. Till next time.